Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shoutouts, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to GatorsBreakdown.SupportingCast.FM to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Where else will we start this week? World of Recruiting is back and ramped up, ready to go as well. And look, I'm going to go in one place here. Corey Bender from Rivals Gators Territory is joining you here. Corey, man, did you, did you get back in the swing of things uh, for, you know, recruiting? It's been about a year or so since recruits have been able to be on campus for official visits and interacting with the staff. Uh, did you get back in the swing of things pretty easy? Yeah, man. No, was, uh, first, thanks for having me on today. I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, it's been a whirlwind of a week, to say the least. And um, it, it's definitely fun, man. I, I kind of – we, we kind of got accustomed to doing these virtual visits and doing everything from afar. But just the whole – process of getting a hold of kids on Sundays, the whole official visit process, and just the adrenaline rush when we're all trying to get those articles up as fast as we can, and um, I kind of miss that, and, you know, after a while, and I think this is the one week, too, I think with dozens of kids on campus on Tuesday, you had a few scattered throughout the rest of the week, and 13 official visitors this weekend, man, there's, uh, it wasn't even like we slowly got back into things, it was full force, and it was definitely a really fun weekend, I don't, I don't think I think the rest of the year we'll have big official visit weekends, but as far as the most the busiest week we've had, I think we just wrapped that up as far as this first week in June. So it was definitely a lot of fun, and I'm glad everything's back to normal. Corey, talk about how busy it was, man, and uh, the work you've got been doing all, all week, all weekend at Gators Territory. What was it, t- 10 stories on Sunday, I believe? Yes, we did 11 yesterday, and then I know on Tuesday we did around – 14 and then the rest of the week it was you know seven eight and then six i think on friday so i like at the end of the day i like having no regrets i like sitting back at the end of the day being like hey i know i gave it my all i know i um we you know we really 
separated ourselves this weekend. We were, we've been running up promos since June 1st, and as of, as of this morning, we're leading the whole entire Rivals Network with the most sign-ups this week. So that's, that was really cool to see, too. So we're putting in, the hard, we're putting in the hard work, and people are noticing, and now the results are coming as well. So it's definitely been an awesome week. Corey, go, go ahead, man, and uh, shout out. Uh, what's that promo code, everybody? Go ahead. Uh, we're going to cover as bad as much as we can here on Gators Breakdown, but as Corey said, there's so much more at Gators Territory. So let our listeners know uh, the, the deal you guys got going on right now. Yeah, so basically if you just go over to Gators Territory and um, hit the sign-up button at the top right of the screen, um, you just type in the promo code VISITS2021, and when you do that, you get free premium access from now all the way through August 10th. So that basically gives you free access throughout the whole entire crazy month of June when all these prospects are coming on campus. So if there's one time to get free access and kind of get everything right now, it's the best time. And, um, you know, especially after if you haven't been if you haven't been caught up on what's happened this past week, definitely go over, put in business 2021 and you can get caught up on the over almost 30 stories we've put out since Tuesday. So um, definitely go do so. And um, like I was saying before, the results have been great. And we're currently uh, leading the whole entire Rivals Network. Sounds great. Sounds good, Corey. All right, guys, we'll get into it. But before we do, remember, you can find Gators Breakdown at news4jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown or find us on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Really helps us out here on Gators Breakdown. Let's everybody out there on the YouTube world find Gators Breakdown just a little bit easier. And Corey, man, let's start at the top with the big story. I think we all uh, kind of were on the edge of our seat on Sunday for a little while, but five-star defensive tackle Walter Nolan set the world on fire Sunday following his visit to Florida by tweeting, quote, he's shutting down his recruitment and making a decision. Sunday came and went with no decision. There's no telling when a decision will be announced. Told you guys, you know, he's still going to take his visits and then make a decision. So what's going on here with the latest with Nolan? Yeah, so I spoke with him yesterday morning right after he left campus, and we didn't have a we didn't have a whole lot of time to talk. But he told me Florida's definitely in his top three, and that quote he can see himself in the blue and orange. And yeah, you know, I think right now, just starting with his interest in Florida, um, damn, Coach Cooper, who's now at Louisville, he was the one coach who was really recruiting him hard early on. And I thought once he departed to, uh, for Louisville to become their recruiting coordinator, I thought maybe that that mutual interest in Florida would kind of fade, not from Florida's side, but just from Nolan's side, considering they had such a strong relationship. But that hasn't really changed. Um, as of three months ago, he told me Florida was a school recruiting the hardest, not the leader, but they definitely were the school pushing the hardest um, for his commitment. David Turner's heavily involved. You have Dan Mullen. You have Tubman Bolden, the assistant director of personnel, who's heavily involved now as well. Uh, but after visiting Florida, yeah, he was definitely blown away by the presentation by the Gators. And based off, I know we put out the tweet about having a decision coming. Based off what I've heard, I don't think that's going to be coming until maybe July-ish. Um, I don't think – I based the way I read that, based, based off what I've heard is um, behind the scenes, he's pretty much – has an idea maybe where he wants to go and he'll sit down his crewman, but I don't think he's ready to actually reveal that to the public. Maybe – I mean, maybe that changes, but that's what I was hearing as of last night. Um, as of right now, I think if he was to decide today, I think Florida would be the choice. But my gut tells me when this is all said and done, don't be surprised if it's Michigan. I think they've been arguably the most consistent suitor in his recruitment. He, he visited their campus not too long ago as well, and then he returns to Ann Arbor for an official visit on June 18th. And I think that visit's going to go a very long way in his recruitment. I think, I think if Michigan doesn't blow it out of the water and they really make a strong impression, I think, I mean, that, that just bodes well for Florida, and I think that could – elevate them into that true leader, uh, that true spot in the top of his leaderboard 
Uh, but if Michigan does knock it out of the water, um, yeah, I think Michigan could end up getting the nod to his recruitment. I think it's extremely close. Um, you know, you have the Alabama's, the LSU, the Ohio State's of the world. They're in the mix, too. Um, but I think right now it comes down to Florida and Michigan, and um, it's going to be very interesting this month of June. If he does – I think the longer this, this plays out, I think it could bode well better for Michigan. But as of right now, I think Florida would be the choice. I think they're in the best spot, and we just have – we just have a little bit more to play with him. I think we just have to kind of be patient and see where his mind is a few weeks from now. And I think we see that with a lot of kids where – they, they're in the moment. They have these great business, but as weeks go on and days go on, they kind of return back to that level head of thinking as far as just like not being caught in the moment. And I think if Florida can maintain that momentum, it's going to be even better. But I think Michigan is the one school to really keep an eye on here. Um, I think it'll be a Florida-Michigan battle as of today. All right. The biggest position in need, of course, offensive line. Gators had their top target on campus, IMG's offensive tackle, Tyler Booker. Safe to say, Corey, the Gators did about as well as they could in laying out how much of a priority Booker is for the Gators. Oh, absolutely, man. And um, I think with Florida, I think there's probably staying the best spot as of today. Um, I think the biggest challenge will be him taking the remainder of his official visits. And he went, obviously went to Florida this past weekend. He has official visits lined up now with Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State. And I thought one of the reporters made a good point when we were there, when, um, when our website was in attendance yesterday, um, saying, like, you know, obviously, you had an amazing time at Florida, but there's no doubt these other schools are going to make a strong impression as well. Um, and they basically asked them, you know, how are you going to separate that one school from the rest of the pack? And it's about, and this kid's like very educated, very calculated about his recruitment. And I know he's going to jot down pros and cons of each school. And, you know, it's basically as far as what he saw during this whole month of June, because he plans on making a decision probably sometime in July. Uh, but as far as Florida, yeah, he rated the visit on a, a 10 on a 1 to 10 scale. Uh, the Florida, Florida really knocked it out of the park. And one part that was interesting he brought, brought up was John Hevesy's ability to develop talent. And he kind of said, hey, Hevesy has developed two and three star guys into, you know, all conference players and some of them even to the NFL. And then he basically said, with me being the best player in my position in high school, what, what do you think he'd do with me at that point? So, like, he's really going in depth as far as his search for that perfect school at the next level. Um, he has a great relationship with Dan Mullen as well. And it's, Florida's arguably been the school recruiting the hardest since last fall. They've really been pressing hard for him. And he knows how much of a priority he is. He thinks he can step right in in Gainesville. Um, and he, he basically said, too, that, you know, he knew he was going to have a good time in Gainesville, but he didn't know he was going to have that good of a time and didn't know he was going to learn so much over a two-day span. So um, Florida really knocked out of the park. I think as of today, I think Florida's probably in the best spot. But I always say to people, it's almost, what have you done for me lately? And I kind of kind of c- compare that to the official visit process where, you know, it's kid wants to make a decision in July. It's always that last school in June who kind of has that last meeting with him as far as the most the most fresh vision, uh, visit in his mind. So Florida, you know, they're the first up. They killed it. Um, it's just going to be about maintaining that momentum through these flurry of visits coming up. And if they can get him back on campus for an unofficial visit, before he decides, that would be absolutely massive for Florida. I think that would be the um, the cherry on top for Florida in the best case scenario. So he had a great time with the staff. He bonded with the players. Um, Florida checks out so many boxes for him, and then also the name likeness and image factor too. That's really big to him as far as profiting off his brand and really kind of going down that route as far at the college level. So obviously, being in the state of Florida, Florida can offer that eventually. So Florida's in a really good spot. You know, Ohio State, I know Georgia's another school that's had some momentum in this recruitment. So 
Florida just has to keep doing what they're doing, be relentless in their pursuit, and if they can maintain the momentum through upcoming official visits, I, that, that will be the key, I think, as far as them landing him. And I think, like you said at the top of the call, he's arguably the most important target on the board, so getting him would be massive, especially in the trenches. Corey, let's stay with IMG. Number two safety, Kamari Wilson, was on campus Sunday for a quick visit. Florida was thought to be the leader here at one point. Yeah, absolutely. And I think over time, he was a kid where I think, you know, the new staff came in, the new secondary staff, and kind of the momentum, the momentum kind of drifted to other schools. I think Georgia, as of the last several months, has been considered the leader. I still would lean towards Florida right now. I mean, Georgia right now. But based off, well, I was talking to Nick, who was on campus, Nick the tour, and he said when interviewing him, Kamari was all smiles. He was just smiling ear to ear when talking about Florida. He was definitely, definitely had a great time. He's, he's definitely going to come back for unofficial here soon. Um, he wants to come for a game in the fall, possibly for the Alabama game. Um, he said, he said, quote, it's just the atmosphere. It's like no other. It's different. Sorry about the um, up there in Gainesville. So he definitely has strong interest in Florida. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking with this visit, it could have really improved the chances, definitely for the long haul. Because I know he's been on Florida's board for so long. He's been on a lot. Of, a lot of these fans' wish list is the, the one guy at safety of Florida needs to land. And I think most of us is kind of were like, you know, he's not going to end up at Florida. You know, that momentum has sailed, and you know, Georgia's sitting in the best spot. But was the presence of Wesley McGriff in Gainesville is, is really big as well. Um, he even said, he goes, I don't think I was really a big target back when Ron English and them were here. You know, there's, And he said, these hires were for the better, not just for the program, but as far as my recruitment. And he loves how Dan Mullen really hammers the, um, the family-like atmosphere. Um, they really made him feel like at home. And um, the whole thing with Wesley McGriff, um, Jamie and Sherwood is one of the, you know, who used to play at Auburn, the safety. He's actually one of his close friends. And he always has told him great things about Wesley McGriff and how he's always going to coach you hard, but he's going to love you hard as well. He's always going to be there when it comes to life outside of football. And um, when it comes to putting guys in the league, that's very appealing um, to Kamari as well. So um, Florida, we'll see. Time will tell with him. You know, he's going to LSU for a visit and then A&M. Texas A&M has an official schedule as well, but he definitely wants to come back in June. He wants to return for a game. So if you're a Florida fan, hopefully this is the start of something special in terms of the relationship uh, between Wilson and the Gators. And uh, definitely, if if there was one visit that could really catapult for his interest back to the top, it was definitely yesterday. So if he schedules another visit, I think that momentum will only continue to build. And when you have a kid like that who has that leadership skills, and he's just one of those people feed, one of those um, players that other players feed off of. So getting him in the fold would be huge. But just it's more of a wait and see with him to see how serious that interest is. Yes, yeah, sir. Up and down recruitment for sure there for, for, for the Gators. Um, uh, Corey, a theme here, and we'll, we'll stay with IMG for one more, and this is edge rusher Jihad Campbell. You know, a, a big name, a highly ranked player, but wasn't necessarily talked about much coming into the visit, but one being discussed a good bit coming out with some of the feedback he had to get for his visit for the Gators. Yeah, definitely, man. And um, I think with Jihad, it's going to be interesting. I think – Florida's in a really good spot for him. He doesn't like to reveal a whole lot when it comes to his recruitment, but right now they're, they're, they're recruiting him. They're trying to sell him on the whole Mohamed Diabate role. They think he's a guy who can kind of wreak havoc in a, whole, in a bunch of different scenarios for them. They can move him around, um, really really highlight his skill set to the best of his ability. So I think with Florida, um, right now, I think they're probably in the best spot. I wouldn't say they're the leader. It's, it's kind of too tough to say that right now. Um, but like I was saying earlier on with like Booker, um, you still have the Georgias and Clemsons and Oklahoma and Texas A&Ms you get through. Um, but as of right now, the, with the way Florida's prioritizing them, 
um, from the academics. That's another really big factor in his recruitment. Um, he always, each time I spoke with him, he always has raved about the, you know, the wealth, the good mixture in games, but when it comes to the top 10 in football and academics, so that really resonates well with his family. And when you have his relationship and you consider his relationship with Christian Robinson as well, um, and just how, and basically just how they want to use his skill set, And um, that really appeals to uh, Campbell a whole lot. So I think right now, Florida, you have to feel good where Florida stands, man. I think if he was to decide today, I would go with Florida for sure. Um, we'll just kind of see where he gets to with these visits coming up and kind of go from there. But David Turner, Christian Robinson, even Dan Mullen and Ty Graham, they're all linked to his recruitment. They're really prioritizing him. And I think he's a guy you can do a lot with. He's about 6'3", 215, 220 pounds. Um, but he looks bigger. He has a frame, though. I think they could really expand nicely. And he can play around the 230, 235 range. So I think once he gets on campus, it's kind of one of those guys you kind of, you know, just let him play and see what role fits him best. But that's kind of what how was it the about that they started him out at edge and then they moved him back to linebacker and he was successful in both roles. And I think with Campbell, considering his skill set and physical makeup, you have a similar player with that. Corey Bender from the Rivals Network, Gators Territory, joining us right here on Gators Breakdown. And let's stay with some top players here, Corey. Another top player, top top Rivals 100 player from Philadelphia that wasn't talked a whole lot coming in, but certainly is coming out of the visit. Edge rusher and I White, Florida successful players from Philadelphia. Got the, got the Gators on the board here a little bit with White. Yeah, absolutely, man. And um, and I think with Anai White, I think I think he ends up playing in the SEC. I know that's something that's very that's appealed to him a whole lot. Um, Ohio State's in the mix too. They have an official visit, and Alabama and Georgia have official visits scheduled as well. But um, yeah, he was a, he's another kid, man. Very versatile, a lot of upside. He's about six five, two hundred thirty pounds. Um, he plays his hand in the dirt or stand up at that buck position. They definitely like him on the edge, just kind of wreaking havoc and really hoping to put a lot of pressure uh, on, on the quarterback. And it's interesting, yeah, you know, Kyle Pitts tweet out, you know, take care of this kid. And um, he even said, he goes, for Kyle Pitts to tweet what he did, that's, that meant a whole lot. Obviously, with him, they're both in for Philly. Um, and he, he said he wants to follow in his footsteps, wants to be his own person as well. Uh, but Florida really – what really impressed him was kind of going in the film room, just learning and seeing how he'd be played. And um, really, and basically, I know with Ty Granham, he really highlights that buck position when recruiting these kids. And basically, he said, you know, they see him, they see him at the buck spot, you know, outside guy that rushes the passer 8% of the time. And he showed a film about over the last 10 years. I think one of Graham's almost every other year, every year, Graham has a buck target or edge rush to get drafted in. Um, you know, I think right now he also has a great relationship with Tim Brewster as well. Um, Coach Mullen, Coach Granham, and he said after visiting Florida the weekend, it moved them up a lot. You know, he said basically just he, Florida was already very high on his list, but coming down there and just seeing that and seeing the vibes and really just hanging out with all the rest of the players, and that really made a strong impression. And when you had even over the weekend, he had Bogle, Zach Carter, and Diabate all with him throughout the whole weekend. So that right there alone shows how much of a priority he is for Florida, um, and just you know like how wanted he is down there in Gainesville. And, um, like I noted before, we have up, upcoming officials with Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State. Um, he has an unofficial set with Texas A&M as well. So, um, you know, the Florida visit met his expectations and more. Um, Dan Mullen obviously had a really good pitch, too. He likes the way Dan runs his program. And how he's a player's coach, he really just kind of has fun with his guys. So, I don't think Florida could have done a better job than what they did with him, um, just from the on-field fit to how much he was prioritized and just um, – Overall, just those relationships are strong, too. So, um, well, let's, we'll see. I think Florida's definitely a real player. I think before the visit, 
we knew Florida was in the top group and they were high on his list, but after this, with this visit now wrapped up, it's really solidified Florida as a true threat in his recruitment. And um, we'll see kind of go from here and see how it goes. But Florida did a great job. Corey, man, we'll stay in the defensive backfield with these next couple guys and some some mentions of some uh, of the new DB coaches uh, for, for the Gators. And Florida had a commit from another SEC school on campus in defensive back, Jarrell Stenson. Stenson committed to Auburn, but the Gators may have given him something to think about with Coach McGriff back there. Yeah, he was one of the guys I highlighted for a long, for a while, um, saying as a possible addition to the cat uh, to the class, and probably as far as a flip candidate, probably the most likely. And yeah, he has a great relationship with Wesley McGriff. He offered him in both Auburn and Florida. And you know, it's funny; it was actually the first time they met over the weekend. Even though Wesley offered him, it was all during that dead period when the pandemic hit. So they have a really good relationship. Uh, Wesley has a great relationship with Stinson's dad as well. But this best weekend actually marked the first time. Um, they met and hung out. So that was really big. And he said he has the decision, a decision to make over the next couple of weeks. He'll be going to Auburn and um, in UCF for an official. I know he wants to go to Penn State in the fall for a game, but he wants to make a decision by the end of the summer as far as finalizing his recruitment. And Auburn's not far from his house. It's the local school. He loved Auburn growing up. So that's always tough to beat out. But it's it's safe to say he hasn't clicked with that new coaching staff as much as he would hope. I mean, I know the old school. When he committed to Gus Malzahn's staff, I thought it was, I mean, the chances of him flipping are very, very slim. But once they left, it really reopened his recruitment. And, you know, he went to Auburn for unofficial not too long ago and enjoyed it. But it wasn't to the point where he's like, okay, this is where I want to be. I'm shutting everything down. And Florida, obviously, is really prioritizing him. You know, he's going to go to UCF, too, and see that old staff. And you never can count out them. I mean, UCF is a beautiful campus. I'm sure they'll be offering early playing time. So it's all a lot to think about down there in Orlando. Um, but I think Florida, you have to feel pretty good about where they stand in the long term. Um, he's definitely a take for the Gators. They like his speed. They like his his character. He's definitely a great kid. And um, we'll see. I know he's going to be the next two to three weeks. He'll be taking these last visits and really sitting down with his family and trying to formulate a plan that really fits best for the long term. And I think right now, I think Florida's definitely, I think Florida definitely has a very, very good chance at flipping him. It's just that Auburn visit is going to be key. If he can really you know, grow close to that staff and really feel at home there. Maybe he stays put, but as of today, I'm leaning towards Florida. Sounds good there on that front. Corey, uh, one one player I think the fan base also needs to pay really close attention to after this visit this weekend, athlete Azaria Thomas, top 100 player, and one Gators see on the defensive side of the ball with a connection to cornerback coach Jules Montanar. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I, I think with him, he was the one player I heard – a whole lot of buzz about after the visit was over. Um, he, when we were talking to him after the visit, he was saying Florida's the standard, um, you know, when it comes to academics and um, athletics. And I think with him, I know he's going to LSU, he, he, you know, Georgia Tech, that's where his brother played. So you have to get through those visits. But he's the one player I heard the most buzz about. I could see him in the class not too long from now. I don't think he's going to wait too long. He's going to take these visits and make a decision. I would have said LSU might have been the front runner before this visit, but I think Florida could be in the driver's seat right now. And like you mentioned before, Jules Lyon there, um, you know, he loves his energy. Um, they went over as far as press man. And um, and that was at cornerback. So they went over stuff at cornerback. I think long-term, he told me before that they were recruiting at quarterback, but he's he's rated as an athlete for a reason. So he's a guy who can really do a lot. And, um, you know, you would also put him in receiver. I mean, a lot of schools see him um, playing different roles. But, you know, the thing is, as far as he wants to feel comfortable at a school, um, you know, like also being an athlete from the, from the student and then also from the student side. And 
but he said Florida checks off all those boxes. Like I said before, he said he feels like Florida is a standard. So they basically check off all the boxes for him. He had a great time with the recruits. Yeah, his favorite time was go to the dinners and connecting with the coaches and players. I think of all the kids, I mean, other than Walter Nolan, I think with Thomas, I think Florida probably made up the most ground with him out of any kid on campus this weekend. I think if all goes well, he could definitely be a part of the class. And he's, he is the number, he's the 100th, uh, 100th ranked player overall. So he's in that Rivals 100 rankings. It would be a huge, um, huge gift for Florida considering his versatility, his character, and with him being a big in state prospect, too, that definitely helps as well. Yeah, absolutely. We know the Gators got to do better there for some of the top prospects in the state of Florida. Corey, man, these past few days for Gators saw some top skill players make their way to Gainesville. Maybe none bigger than wide receiver uh, Gentry Williams. Going to be a tough pull from the uh, home state Sooners, but Florida, you know, Florida's using a different position to sell him more so than the other schools. Yeah, definitely. So Florida's the only school in his top group that's recruiting him for receiver. Um, and he basically said, they like, one of the reporters asked him this weekend, like, is, that, is it not a turnoff, but is it different kind of hearing that? Like, Florida likes your receiver, but everyone else see you playing corner. And he said, him and Dan Mullen talked about that extensively while they're in town. And Dan told him, he goes, there's sometimes I'm wrong. Like, hey, I, I like your receiver, but it's one of those things where, you know, if it doesn't work out, we could definitely put you at DB too. They like, they just like him as overall playmaker, but as far as primarily, um, they like him as far as on offense, getting the, getting the, uh, finding the ways to get him the ball. They're really comparing him to that Kendarius Tony role, using him on kickoffs, punt returns, um, you know, jet sweeps, just however, however they can get the ball in his hands. That's what they're trying to sell him on. Um, Coach McGee, they actually went to the same high school, Booker T. Washington. So he has those relationships with the staff when it comes to Billy Gonzalez and Dan Mullen, but he also has, has that relationship um, as far as, you know, having that home-like feel with Garrett McGee. Um, but as far as, you know, talking about guys he spent time with, he spent time with Jacqueline Frazier's, uh, Justin Shorter, Copeland. Um, he said, spent time with Vogel, Zach Carter. So he was another one that really felt the love on his visit, really left um, campus feeling like a priority. And the other thing he said, too, is everything Sporta showed him uh, throughout the weekend, they had facts to back it up. So they would, they would kind of sell him on the roll of Tony, and then they would show him all Tony's stats and how – you know, basically the, the way they utilize him, how it works and how they can do the same with him. So I thought that was key when he basically said, so they had facts for everything they showed me today. Um, and basically um, when asking too, you know, do you have a preference offense or defense? He goes, no, especially when it comes to offense like this, he goes, how could I even turn that down? Because just, you know, the opportunities he would have playing for Dan Mullen. Um, he also spent time with Nick Evers. Um, they have a good relationship and stuff like that. So, you know, Nick, and he thought that was good, too. He said Nick felt very solid. His commitment was really recruiting on behalf of Florida. And he said that helps because this would be the guy throwing me the ball, you know, in the future if I did go to Florida. So he was another guy that uh, definitely had an amazing time. I know USC is going to get him on campus. I think that's the only other official he has scheduled. And you always have the Oklahoma Sooners, too, man. That's the in-state program. And I'm still leaning towards Oklahoma here. I just think when it's all said and done, they're going to be very tough to beat out. Um, you know, you have the Mizzou's. Um, I think there's some other schools, LSU's on his list. Um, but I think it really comes down to Florida, Oklahoma, and USC. But as a right now, I think Florida might be in the number two spot. Um, but he's another kid that wants to come back to campus. He's eyeing the Alabama game as far as getting on campus. And if they can get him on campus for another visit, especially in a big atmosphere like that, um, anything's possible. But if someone's like, hey, Corey, you have to make a decision, a prediction today, I, I'm most likely I would still roll with Oklahoma here. I think they're going to be tough. Yeah, I agree. I agree on that front. Everybody, you hear the 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 knowledge Corey's spitting right now ahead of Gators territory. 
sign up for the deal they got going on. Like I said, we're going to hit some highlights here on Gators Breakdown with even more coverage there at Gators Territory. So let's move on to another receiver, Corey, from the Midwest. State of Texas has a great relationship with Texas quarterback commit Nick Evers, or your know, quarterback commit from Texas, uh, Nick Evers. Evan Stewart uh, was also in attendance uh, this past weekend in Gainesville. Florida's put themselves in great shape here uh, on multiple angles in a battle with some big programs for Stewart. Yeah, absolutely, man. And he uh, he's another one that was really just wild by this whole time. He was like, it's fun, but he, then he, I remember him telling me, yeah, it was actually amazing. Um, he had a great time. And we keep talking about Jaquavon Frazier's, man. We need to get him a job in the coaching staff. Supposedly <laughs> he did a great job kids over the weekend. They all called him Baby J, which I thought was so funny because that's what people in Gainesville called him like, throughout the recruiting process. And these kids were like, when you, you know, usually you have to like kind of think of their name, like, okay, who was recruiting me in the visit? I was like, oh, my man, Baby J. I'm like, man, like, they must have really had a good relationship for them to remember his name like that. But um, yeah, he had a great time. Obviously, Nick Evers is his seven on seven teammate. Um, <clears throat> they were walking around every, everywhere and just talking about everything and like what their future would be like if they both ended up in Gainesville. Um, and the, I think another thing is, too, is just he wants to go to a place where he gets that best five, five at where he gets on the campuses if he does fit in at all, you know what I mean, as far as – but the vibe on campus is huge. And, and when we asked that follow-up question, like, what was the vibe like at Florida, <clears throat> he said it felt like home. He felt very welcome. Um, his, you know, basically everyone he was with, they really enjoyed themselves. And, you know, I think with Florida, his main thing was when he put out his top schools, finding schools that obviously passed the ball a whole lot, those pass-happy attacks. And, um, you know, at Florida, with the amount they throw the ball, that's very appealing to him. And I think – He's another one. We keep mentioning these Alabama games, but he wants to come back for the Alabama game. And I think with Florida, they definitely improved their chances with him. Um, USC, I think, is the only other official two with him. So he's going to go out to USC, too. Um, and when I talked to him before the visit, he said Alabama and LSU are the schools recruiting him the hardest. Not the leaders, but the schools pushing the hardest for him. And he's another one where more than likely he's going to play in the SEC. But um, and I, th- I thought the biggest key I thought was from the saying is it was so interesting to me was there, he basically asked him, what was the like, what was the message from the current players at UF and what did they say? And he said, they told me if I wanted to go to a regular football school, a, a dining school, um, a regular football school, dynasty school, Florida is of course an option. But if I, if he wanted, they, if he wanted to go to a school that, um, something outside of football that has the academics to go, around, go with it. He said, then they said Florida is definitely the option. It's one of the only places you can get both and everything you want. And that really resonated with them. And I know his family, as most families are, are really high in the academics. And um, the decision is going to be up to him. <clears throat> I mean, he's going to use his parents' as guidance and definitely ask them questions. But he, uh, the decision is really on him wherever he feels comfortable. And his family, he was saying he has a lot of um, very educated people, his family who are very high in academics, and they're very sold on Florida on that front. Um, so I think with him, Florida really, I mean, another kid of Florida really improved, improved their chances, um, moved the needle during the visit. And, um, and, you know, they also asked about the possibility to play with Gentry Williams or Isaiah Bond. And he basically said, yeah, it would be, it's something that's going to be, it's going to be fun to see what happens, you know, because those are three guys that spent a lot of time together on the visit. They definitely had a good time. And, um, yeah, he, like I said before, he said that his time in campus was amazing. All right, Corey, let's move to running back position. And Terrence Gibbs, Damari Austin, took a pair of running backs that are on campus this past week. Gibbs thought to be a heavy Gator lean for quite a while. So did the Gators pretty much solidify themselves here? And, and as for Austin, uh, the, the Gators are wanting two running backs this cycle. Could he be one of the two? 
Yeah, start with Terrence Gibbs. I, at this point, I'd be very, very surprised if he's not a Gator. I know he's going to go to LSU. I think Tennessee's the other school for officials, but then he'll be coming back to Gainesville on June 18th for his official visit. And, and if he's not in Florida's class by the end of the summer, um, I'll be very, very surprised just based off what I've been hearing. And I put I put in a future cast prediction at Rivals, I think, back in March. And I thought when he, he was initially supposed to visit this weekend, but they bumped it back. I thought if he would have came in town this weekend, it could have got done. Um, you know, maybe today or like, you know, one of those days shortly after. But um, I, I'm expecting him to be in Florida's class by the end of the summer. Um, um, you know, unless something drastically changes, which I don't think will. I think, like I said, my, my prediction remains Florida for him. And as far as Damari Alston, yeah, it's going to be, he's another one. Florida, before he visited Florida for his unofficial visit, he was, he was, he was undecided on whether Florida was receiving an official, not because of his interest in Florida. It's just because it's so close to home. And he wanted he like he's going out to LSU. He went to LSU this past weekend, and he has other officials set with Penn State and Northwestern. Um, you know, Auburn in the mix, Florida State too. You know, Alabama they're recruiting him. Uh, but Florida, man, they did a really good job. I think they're in that top two, top three range. Um, Georgia Tech is another school that's always been high on this list, the hometown school. I, it's kind of interesting because I thought as a few a few months ago I was leaning heavily towards Georgia Tech. I'm not sure if anything changed on the Yellow Jacket side, but. Um, I was leaning towards Georgia Tech for a while. Ohio State was in that group too, but I feel like his leaderboard has kind of changed um, a little bit over the past month or so. Uh, but Florida did a really good job. He, he was with Greg Knox for the most most of his visit. Um, they did a one-on-one workout, had a great time there. He spent time with Dan Mullen as well. Um, and basically right after that visit was over the following morning, the whole entire staff texted him and really made him feel like a priority. And they're already, I think, yeah, he was only like 24 hours. Um, it was only, yeah, only 24 hours after his visit was done and, Dan Mullen was already trying to schedule another visit with them. So I think all along I've always thought that Austin was like there's a strong chance he could end up in the class, but it just they weren't really at the they weren't like the the, the leader at the very top. They're in that top group, but it was a, it's very hard to beat these schools because I mean he's he's I mean he's 50 plus offers. He's really giving all schools an equal chance. And Florida, I know last fall when I talked to him, he told me Florida was the school recruiting the hardest. He didn't say Florida's a school still recruiting the hardest, but they're definitely in that group. Like it's one of one of three schools pushing the hardest for him. So I think right now, I think me and Greg Knox for the first time was huge. His mom visited as well. They love they love the whole presentation. Um, Dan Mullen is making a strong impression too. And I think right now with Florida, now that he's playing to return for an official visit, most likely again for the Alabama game, which is going to be a crazy weekend. Um, that I think Florida definitely improved its chances with him. Man, I think. They may have been in that three spot before the visit, but they could be at number two or possibly even number one after the unofficial visit. He hasn't. He, he's kind of keeping things close to best, but Porter definitely knocked it out of the park with him. And um, you know, having that one-on-one time with Greg Knox was definitely um, a big reason why I think why Porter's improved their chances with him. But time will tell. You know, he's going to go to L- he went to LSU this past weekend and then Northwestern, Penn State um, before the end of the month for officials too. So. Um, Florida's definitely at the very top, and like you, you asked me at the front at the front of the question, could he definitely be in the class? Absolutely, and I think with him and Terrence Gibbs, you can land both those guys, both the rivals two fifty. I mean, that's a very intriguing deal they have, especially when you're going to have two running backs in the class. You, it's not like you know you have a, a four star, five star, then you have a you know a mid three star with upside. You know, these are two proven guys with a lot of scholarship offers, so that'd be a great haul to bring in after Dan Mullen. Last couple of thoughts here with Corey and Corey, man, how how big was it having quarterback commit Nick Evers on campus with all these targets, all these skill players? He really seemed to, to to ingrain himself with these prospects and at least share 
how they could do something special in Gainesville. You touched on it a couple times with a couple guys, but there were, there were offensive linemen, running backs, wide receivers there. And Nick Evers was kind of the, the linchpin in, in, in it all. No, absolutely, man. And um, even without even visiting, he's so active on social media. I know Tyler Booker tweeted out last night about, you know, they have something to think about. And immediately Nick Evers quoted his tweet. It was showing love to him. And, yeah, he's he's a great recruiter, but he's also just a great person overall, man. Really good personality. Really connects with these kids. Um, doesn't overwhelm them either. I know when I talked to Evan Stewart before the visit, he's like, I know probably people think he's in my ear 24-7, but he's really not. He hits me up every like morning, every other morning or so with like a flat or with a, a stat about Florida, but doesn't like overwhelming these kids. He doesn't want to be annoying in terms of his approach. And no, he, he's been, he's been key, man. And uh, especially when it comes to Evan Stewart, uh, I think if it wasn't for Evers, I, I think Florida would be in that group, but the, the interest wouldn't be as high. I think that, that appeal of them playing together at the next level, obviously that familiarity with them playing on the seven on seven, seven on seven circuit, that's a really big thing for them. And then also when I mentioned with Gentry Williams, you know, they had a good time and, uh, Nick was just kind of telling Gentry about his background and just saying, like, hey, this is what we could do if we're together. You know, if Florida's not the pick, you know, he's like, we're still boys. You know, we're still going to have a good relationship no matter what. But I think this is the place where you could really flourish. And having that connection and knowing that the quarterback's the one getting you the ball, um, those are the type of guys you really want to connect with. And I think with Evers, too, I mean, he just is, he, he's been saying this all along that, yeah, this was his official visit. He was in town for the barbecue. But whenever Florida needs him on campus to recruit, you know, just I, I mean, I was up to his parents for getting these flights booked and coming back. It's not just on him, but he he's he wants to come back as much as he can so he can recruit for the staff, and that's that's a true leader in your class. I mean, obviously at the quarterback position, and um, I think for Florida, they got a gem at quarterback, a kid with upside who's really going to climb the rankings here soon. Um, but a kid who definitely possesses that leadership at the position, who wants to take that lead role in recruiting for the class, and. It's funny because I remember when he got offered back in February, I think it was, people were like, oh, yeah, this kid doesn't have any huge offers. Like, what are we doing type thing? And you watch this film and how much he's progressed. You're like, okay, this is what the staff saw. This kid is really good. And now with him about to climb up the rankings and then you mix in just his off-the-field characteristics as far as his leadership and how good of a kid he is, I think Florida definitely got themselves one with uh, with Nick Evers. So having him on campus, and another one, Isaiah Bond, too, um, he asked Isaiah, you know, about the connection. He's like, hey, it was the first time we met each other. But trust me, you guys will be seeing a lot of us our next three to four years. So he's connected with all the kids on campus. Um, they're excited. They, they're all obviously high on him as far as what he can do with the football. So, you know, he's been a gem for Florida, both on the field, both on the field and off. So, um, yeah, it, it's having him in the class has been crucial as far as getting a lot of momentum built in Florida's direction. All right, Corey, last thought here. And the first time in over a year, all these high school recruits could come on campus, interact with the staff in person, uh, take the tours in person, you know, no more virtual visits, uh, at least, you know, for official visits, unofficial visits and stuff like that. Um, you know, there is some debate out there. Uh, could this, you know, could Florida have shot their shot too early? Did they get too many prospects in at the same time, you know, the, the first week? Look, I look at it a couple ways. You know, this was a chance to make first impression before anybody else could. Uh, you, so you, you, know, you have a chance to be the first, and everybody kind of has to live up to that uh, expectation there. You know, there could be some worries of a, of a visit high, of course, especially after the last year or so. Uh, you're going to ex probably expected to hear a lot of glowing reviews for a lot of these visits and stuff. Uh, what, what's your kind of take on the overall? You know, did, did Florida bring in too many guys? Was it was it too many too early? Uh, I also kind of look at it this way. This is not going to be 
of the only time a lot of these guys are on campus. You know, they'll visit campus again. So it's not like they won't be back some form or fashion down the road. Yeah, I look at this a little different way. I think what the schedule obviously needs to do, this is before the pandemic was released. Like, I think right now, I think it's safe to say that it's probably not going to be shut down. Hey, Corey, I can't hardly hear you. Oh, can you hear me now? Yep, there you go. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I think I look at this a few different ways. So when a lot of these visits were scheduled, and I heard this from a lot of schools where we didn't know if the debt period was going to get extended again. So it's like, you know, the pandemic is still there and people, I mean, I mean, every day there's still people getting um, passing away, unfortunately, from the virus and stuff. So schools didn't want to miss out on this opportunity. So a lot of schools try to cram in these visits in case, hey, weapon in August, it gets closed down again and we didn't host these kids for visits. So if you get these kids on campus early, obviously you, you could say, hey, we got them. We got them on campus. So if it gets closed down, we're one of the only schools that were able to get them on campus and give them the official visit process. I think that was actually one of the, probably, arguably the biggest part of it. The other part was, like you said, kids are so eager to get on campus. They're so excited to see these schools. And it's a different type of excitement when you haven't been able to do so for a year and a half. So with Florida having them on campus first, whether it was June 1st for the barbecue or June 4th, it was just a different type of feel uh, when it comes to the excitement of visiting school. So that feeling kind of really just sticks with a lot of these kids. And, and, and then the other part is Florida wants to build a massive weekend. So it's like once you get a few guys in the door, it's like the hell of it. Let's get more in the door. Yeah. Let's just make this a huge weekend. Let's just get them all on campus. Let's knock it out of the park. Let's let these kids bond. And I think that was part of it too. But I think when I heard back in the early year, because these started getting these visits started getting scheduled like you know in the March time. I mean, pretty early in the year. We just at that time we didn't know if the dead period was going to get extended and what if it does get extended and what if they shut everything down again. You just don't know. There's so many what ifs, and you want to be one of those schools that you know, had the opportunity to do so, even if it was only open for three or two to three weeks, hey, we got these kids on campus, we're able to show them where some of these other schools might wait to the fall and they, they missed out because they waited too long. So uh, that's how I kind of look at it. I think it's a good mixture of things that really kind of um, led to why so many kids visited campuses and why Florida went heavy in the month of June. Um, but I think as of right now, it played off. And like you said, too, a lot of these kids are going to return in the fall, hopefully, because – even if it's unofficial visits, kids are eager to get back to football games as well. So you have a lot of these kids trying to get up for the Alabama game. That's going to be another massive weekend. And I think with Florida, um, I don't think it could have worked out any better, honestly. Yeah, I mean, they got all these, they got such an impressive haul of kids on campuses, on, on campus. And now, like you said, there are a lot of these kids want to come back for these camps because we have camps starting this week. And then you have Friday Night Lights in July. And there's just so many other opportunities to bring these kids back to campus. And, um, I think right now, I think Florida, it couldn't have worked, in, worked out any better for them, honestly. All right, Corey, one more time, man. Let everybody out there know what the, the deal you guys got going on at Gators Territory for all the coverage coming up. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, so if you basically go if, if you go to our website right now, you know, basically go to the front page and hit the sign-up button. It's called the promo code VISITS2021. Um, when you do VISITS2021 for the promo code, um, it gives you free premium access all the way through August 10th. So, um, that's an awesome deal with all the, with the amount of recruiting that's going on, the camp starting this week. It's just a crazy time, you know, if you're a recruiting fanatic in Florida, I mean, over the past week or so, we've put out almost 40 recruiting stories. It's been complete chaos. Um, we're leading the network and signups right now since June 1st. So definitely go over there. And um, it, it's also pinned at the very top of my Twitter profile. And my Twitter is Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, 
underscore Bender, B-E-N-D-E-R. And um, the, the, the sign-up link actually right there, so you won't have to hit the promo code. But either way, yeah, the promo code is VISITS2021, and you, you basically get free premium access all the way through August 10th. So it's definitely a no-brainer deal. Sounds good. That's Corey Bender from Rivals Network, Gators Territory. Corey, man, thank you so much. No, thank you, Dave. Thank you again. No, all right. Good stuff there from Corey. Covering the Gators recruiting, all the stuff that happened this past week, everything leading up to it, you guys can head to Gators Territory for all that coverage. And that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.